With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Talk Recorded live. Welcome to this evening's In Defense of Humanities Talk Show call. My name is Al Whitney. I am the um, founder of anticorruptionsociety.com. I'm the editor of the website, and I also co-host a program with Ingrid Castle on Saturday nights, also called In Defense of Humanity, on the Republic Broadcasting Network internet radio station. Tonight I want to talk about and explore the concept of what is your legal character, and most of us don't think much about that. Um, I guess we think whether or not we're citizens, American citizens or aliens, uh, or what state we live in. But in reality, we, ha- we do have a legal character in our current legal system. Uh, unfortunately, most of us are unaware of what it is, including most attorneys. So tonight we're going to refer to an interesting document that again, I accidentally ran across and I have not met too many people who even know about it. It was an executive order signed by President Bill Clinton in August 1999. And the name of the executive order was Federalism. Federalism. Um, To understand how how the president's executive orders have an impact on our current government, you kind of have to go back and look at the permanent state of national emergency, which has been in effect since 1933. In 1933, at the same time they had the banking holiday, they gave the president um, national emergency authorities to do many things that the Constitution would not permit him to do. Unfortunately, the authority wasn't just granted to President Roosevelt. It was granted to the position of the office of the president. Unfortunately, from then on, all presidents, or those who control the presidents, have maintained this permanent state of national emergency ever since. And to verify that, it's real easy to validate. And it is shocking. When you look at this, you're going to be shocked because most of us are taught that the Constitution is the law of the land and that the government can't act outside of its constitutional parameters. However, when you read Senate Report 93549, you will see that something else has been going on ever since 1933. I'm not sure that lawyers are taught this in law school. I know that the Americans are not taught this in public school. I do not believe the universities teach this fact. 
uh, while it's true, while it's documented, it seems to be um, somewhat unknown, and I don't believe that that's an accident. And when you look at this report, you will agree that it's not an accident that the American people are left in the dark about Senate Report 93549. This report, you can read it for yourself. You can you can uh, get a copy on the Anti-Corruption Society website. Go to the page that says Source Documents. Scroll down, and, and it is listed there as Senate Report 93549. Uh, and you can click on the version that says 1973. I think that's the easiest to read. When you will read this, when you read this, you will discover that an extensive, extensive investigation was done in 1973 by a Senate committee to into the state of national emergency, and they looked at statutes and uh, thousands of statutes. In fact, the original report was something like 660 pages long. And what they concluded after investigating these thousands of statutes is that because of this national emergency and this special power that was granted the White House, all of these agencies had been created and they were making rules and regulations on nearly everything that affects our lives, from from production to agriculture to energy to transportation, um, all of all of these these aspects of life in America had been truthfully put under the control of a massive agency system, and that's what we have now an absolute massive federal agency system. In fact, if you go to the federal registry and do your investigation, you will see last time I checked there are four hundred and fifty federal agencies and you click on the name of these agencies, and you will be astounded to to see how many federal agencies have been created by the executive branch, or so we're told by the executive branch. Um, these agencies are what constitute what Clinton is referring to as federalism, which is basically running the federal government outside of the Congress, running the federal government through the massive, massive agency network. And that is what is going on. And the Executive Order Federalism federalism attempts to describe how this network works and from where they perceive they're getting their authority and how the agency network interacts not only with other agencies in the federal government, but with the states and local governments as well. What prompted me to want to have a call on on your legal character is an item uh, that's in this executive order that I'm going to refer to tonight. It is in Section 2, and the title of Section 2 is Fundamental Federalism Principles in Formulating and Implementing Policies that Have Federalism Implications. Agencies Shall Be Guided by the following fundamental federalism principles. So essentially, Bill Clinton redefined the role of the federal government. There's no question about that. Anyone who reads this, particularly if we we could convince a constitutional lawyer to read this, 
um, they will understand that something significant happened in 1999. But what I was particularly interested in was item D in Section 2. Item D in Section 2, which reads, the people of the states are free, subject only to restrictions in the Constitution itself or in constitutionally authorized acts of Congress to define the moral, political, and legal characters of their lives, period. So let's read that again. The people of the states are free, subject only to the restrictions in the Constitution itself, or in constitutionally authorized acts of Congress, to define the moral, political, and legal character of their lives. Now, that is a very strange and unusual way to put it. Because if you if you read it, they're saying the people are free subject to the restrictions, restrictions of the Constitution. Not the government is restricted, the people are restricted. Or they're restricted by constitutionally authorized acts of Congress. And then they're only free to define the moral, political, and legal character of their lives. So you have to question what happened to life, liberty, and the pursuit of happiness. What happened to the right to own property? Um, What happened to the right to start a business? When this, according to this executive order, we are only free to define the moral, political, and legal character of our lives. Well, what is significant about this? is that last item on the list, which is the legal character of your life. What is the legal character of your life? Unbeknownst to most of us, unless you have been investigating what's happened to our government and you've read Judge Dale, The Great American Adventure, or you've read Who is Running America by Barefoot's World, or you've read... Um, fruit of the poison, fruit from the poisonous tree by attorney Melvin Stamper, you may still be unaware that in 1933 they created a public trust. And into this public trust, they have um, they they have instituted a whole. Let's just say they've instituted a system whereby when we sign the mother signs the birth certificate. It is then given to the state who creates the state certificate, which is then turned into a surety. And essentially what they've done with the birth certificate when the child is born is turned it into a surety, and they renamed it in all caps letter by the same name as the child. So what they've done is they've created an artificial person, an artificial legal construct by the same name as the baby. Now, for those who are unfamiliar with this, the the best I've seen so far, the best explanation is if you type in YouTube-meet-your-straw-man, it was made by a group out of the UK, and they did a great job. It's called Meet Your Straw Man. And it explains how the birth certificate has the same name as you and how 
It is a legal entity. It is a legal construct. It is a straw man. It is not you. It is the legal person that the corporation does business with. We've talked about this in, in many times oh, for years. People have been talking about the fact that the U.S. government and all its agencies and divisions and subdivisions are essentially a corporate structure. It's essentially the mother corporation with subcorporations. And corporations, which are legal fictions, in other words, a corporation doesn't exist in reality, it only exists on paper. People, I think, know that, but they're not entirely sure what that means. What that means is they're fictitious, they aren't real. If everyone decided not to go to work for IBM one day, IBM would accomplish nothing. There would be no IBM. There would be a building with a name on it, and nothing would happen because IBM is not real. It is a legal fiction. But to do business, these corporations need to do business with other corporations. And Judge Dale explains in The Great American Adventure how only likes can contract. So a corporation cannot have control or contract with a living flesh and blood man or woman. What they do instead is they convert us to a corporation and we sign for our corporation and someone else signs for theirs. So your legal character today in their system, in the government system called federalism, your legal character is really your straw man. And unless you make the distinction that you are not signing on behalf of the straw man, that you are signing documents as a flesh and blood living man or woman, the presumption will remain. We go into this in more depth in Lawfully Yours, the People's Empowerment Guide to our corporate commercial legal system, which you can get as a free download on anticorruptionsociety.com. And at the top of the page, you'll see a tab that says Lawfully Yours. Click on that tab and you will be able to read a little review about what Lawfully Yours is all about. And then you can click on the document itself and and read how this fits into your everyday life. And believe me, it fits into your everyday life without your knowledge, which is the which is the crime, which is the fraud, which 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 is what absolutely must be changed. Um, former World Bank attorney Karen Hudis discovered this. Uh, it took her several days to digest what it meant, and then she promptly hired someone to try to extract her from the system to reclaim her own name and um, basically get out from under the straw man and the surety. She admitted in an interview that the bar has created this nightmare, this scam, this destroying rule of law because the people are unaware, because it's a fraud. It was done as as a mechanism of the bar. And um, she called for the, the bar to be disbanded, which I absolutely concur, because this, as she said, the people are unaware. It's a scam. They go into courtrooms. Um, they have no idea that they're, they're they're representing the straw man, 
and and they're bamboozled into signing documents. They have no idea what they're signing or who they're signing on behalf of. But once you understand it, as lawfully yours attempts to explain it, you can then start to comprehend that unless you state that you're not the straw man in your documents and in your business with the government, that presumption will remain. You have every right to challenge every rule that the corporate government comes up with because those rules are for the corporate government. They're not for you unless you concur, unless you agree, unless you consent. That's the importance of the legal character. The the rules of the government, the regulations, and what they call the laws apply to the straw man, to your straw man. They do not apply to you unless you consent. And that's the legal character we're trying to help people understand. That is where their option lies. That's where your choice lies. That's where your solutions lie. You have the option of not consenting to be the dead legal fiction straw man that they created out of your birth certificate. Sadly, your attorneys aren't going to tell you this. Um, They make money off of this system. And I also suspect that they are themselves unaware of this, this plot that was perpetrated by the international bankers who control the own own and control the federal reserve this was all a a, a um, conjuring of theirs because in 1933 the claim was made that the US government was bankrupt and the federal reserve was supposedly called upon to get the the country out of this bankruptcy and the federal reserve claim to be the trustees for the bankruptcy. And from that point on, if you've ever been in a bankruptcy, it is the trustees that makes a determination of what happens to the assets. Sadly, back in 1933, the people of the country, the living men and women, were hypothecated and put into a a trust fund and presumed to be assets of the United States, therefore under the control of the trustees of the bankruptcy, which is how this all came about. A great, not too long description of what happened in 1933 is on the Anti-Corruption Society website. If you go into the search box and type in um, bankruptcy of 1933, You should get to that page. It's not that long. It's so important that people read that. Attorneys don't know that. Academicians don't know it. Most politicians don't know it. However, Jim Traficant did discover it and exposed it on the floor of Congress in 1933. So I can't say that no politicians know it. They're not telling the people. They're not telling the people about the bankruptcy of 33, nor the permanent state of national emergency. All of these are, are, are running along in the background and very much impact our lives every day. 
which is why the agencies seem to have so much authority um, to come onto your land and make demands to tell you what you can do with the the streams on your property, um, to tell you how you can grow food or how you what chemicals you can use, what chemicals you can't, how you can utilize your land, how you can sell your products. All of this is coming through this farce, which we call a, a representative government, which is anything but. It is nothing but a corporation, a for-profit corporation doing business and treating you and I and all our property as if it was assets for the corporation, as if we are the corporation's assets. So your legal character is so important. Your legal character determines whether or not the rules or regulations apply to you, apply to your child. Um, it, it, if we allow the presumption to stand the rules and restrictions that they're inflicting upon the American people, which are getting more onerous, which are getting more fascist, um, are, are only going to really entrap us further and further as time goes by. It is so important that people wake up and understand that they're dealing with the for-profit corporation and that is treating them as if they are a dead legal fiction and only when we identify that that is not us and we refuse to wear that hat will we be out from under their control. So I urge everyone to read read um, Judge Dale's The Great American Adventure, read Lawfully Yours, try to understand that the legal system that we've all been taught, including lawyers, is in place, is not the legal system that is in place. We do not have courts of justice. All our courts are commercial courts. The Uniform Commercial Code has been implemented throughout all of the states. It was finished, I believe, the last the last entity to change their courts to the UCC was Washington, D.C., right after the death of Kennedy. All courts in our country are now uniform commercial code, courts administering commerce. And when we enter into those courts, we are entering into commerce. There is no more criminal court. It's all commercial. Uh, Again, that's beautifully explained how this all came about in who is running America, which you can either go to barefootsworld.com and read or on our website, anticorruptionsociety.com, on the home page, you can scroll down and click on a booklet version of Who is Running America, which it again goes back to explain the bankruptcy of 1933, and it goes into detail as to how the UCC, Uniform Commercial Code, was brought into our country by the bar not by vote, not by representation, by the bar, by stealth. And now the bar is in control of all the courts in America. So again, what is your legal character? 
the better you understand that, the better you know that, the, the more likely you are to protect yourself from the many rules and restrictions and laws and penalties that the corporate government is trying, currently trying to inflict on the American people and their children. So please read some of the information we've mentioned and start to get an understanding of what is your legal character. Please understand you are a living flesh and blood man and woman. You have all the rights you were born with unless you consent to be the straw man. And um, once you understand the system, I can't believe you will continue to consent to represent the straw man. So thank you for listening. And we'll be back next week with more information on our legal system, uncommon information on a fraudulent legal system. Good night. Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. A laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire, huh? Ah. Oh. Sorry, we were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right, ChumbaCasino.com has over 100 casino style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchases, only by law, 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.